sometimes life is funny. It steers you in a direction that is unfamiliar, but it's always where you need to be. Hi, I'm Lauren, owner and designer at Design with Lauren. This is a podcast where anything goes. I chat with other creative entrepreneurs, discuss bold dreams, helpful tips, and all the banter in between. Grab a cup of one of your faves and let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Biz and Banter. Today, we have Nikki from Miss Marketing chatting to us about all things Facebook ads. How are you doing, Nikki? So good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited <laughs> to be on my very first podcast, so Aww. excited to have the opportunity with you too. No, that's so cute. So maybe you could introduce yourself a little bit more, who you are, what you do, things like that. Yeah, sure. So hi, everyone. I am Nikki from Miss Marketing. Um, so basically I studied marketing at uni and then went on to the corporate world and was in there for about 15 years. I was a marketing manager for a long time. And then about three years ago, I decided it's time to start my own business and get some flexibility around the kind of clients and customers that I work with. And, um, yeah, basically get some more, get more freedom in life and have the life that I want to lead. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's why a lot of us become entrepreneurs, right? Because we want to get away from that grind of the nine to five and live our best life, really. So true. It's crazy because we actually work probably more hours oh, as us. So it's crazy, but um, but we get to do it in the way that we want and when we want. So that's so yeah. true. I was literally just saying this, like I was saying how like I work, you know, twelve hour days now every day like six days a week but it's on my terms so it's okay you know yeah, it makes a huge difference doesn't it and it's like you just live and breathe your business but yeah, yeah it's yeah. so good though yeah it's so good so good all right so tell us what made you get into Facebook ads initially well I was basically running a full service agency but what I was finding with my business was that unless businesses were maybe a little bit bigger, they wanted something more niche. So a lot of small businesses were looking for people that specialised in one area. So I thought, what what could I specialise in? And, you know, I kind of took a look around at small businesses and what they needed and what they were asking for a lot in Facebook groups and different forums. And I saw that um, paid advertising was um, one of the main things that small businesses wanted, um, primarily because it supercharges your audience growth and I guess it's it's just what everybody uses. So I thought, why not do that? I saw that um, Stevie Says Social was offering a course and I did that and basically the rest was history. I learned heaps from her and, um, yeah, it's just, been, it's just been great. So now I've been doing that for a fair few years and I'm always learning new things. I'm in a bunch of masterminds that um, help teach me new ways of doing things and keep me accountable and, yeah. I might also learn off a bunch of other people and what they're doing from all around the globe. So, yeah, always trying to keep up to date with the latest practices to make sure that I can <laughs> grow my audience, grow my audience and, um, sorry, my clients' businesses as much as I can. Yeah. It's funny when you say, like, to keep up with um, the changes because, oh, my gosh, they are all the time, right? It's constant. So, <laughs> I mean, I also have a Facebook ads course and I feel like it is constantly getting updated and... <laughs> Sometimes you just open the ads manager and you'll be in training. You're like, oh my gosh, that's tra- that's changed today again. So we're wow. You know, yeah, it's bloody hell, Zuckerberg. Get it under control. <laughs> I know it's so hard to keep up with, but I guess that's what makes it exciting. And I think 
if you can keep on top of the changes and the trends, that's what makes you kind of at the forefront of mm. Facebook ad specialists. I agree. I agree. All right. So what factors make a Facebook campaign successful then? Um, I think there are like a fair few factors that go into making a successful ad campaign. But first and foremost, the most important thing is nailing your offer. You have to have a compelling offer. If you haven't haven't validated your offer, your Facebook ad won't ever be successful. So I would say first and foremost, do that before even spending any money on Facebook ads. Um, And then there's just a bunch of other things. Like I would make sure you understand your customer journey and the particular sales funnel that you need to set up. Um, that's an important part. You also need to make sure you're targeting the right audience. If you're targeting the wrong audience, your ads won't won't ever work. Um, you also have to have creative that resonates with your audience, so mm-hmm. copy and imagery. Um, and it also has to be a relatively decent quality. In saying that, if you have the best sales offer, you could probably get away with using bad creative. I'm, I shouldn't I shouldn't um, quote myself on saying that, but. Um, (laughs) but yeah again the offer is definitely most important Um, choosing the right campaign objective I cannot stress this enough so many people choose the wrong campaign objective and it's not the they don't choose the objective that is the ultimate goal for what they want to achieve on ads and that's something that um, it definitely contributes towards the failure of ads Um, what else definitely and definitely a b testing like if you, you definitely have to A-B test your ads. Like if you aren't testing the audiences and the creative and even your landing pages that people are going on, it's, you know, you're never going to optimise your ads to the best place they can be and be able to scale them um, mm-hmm. up and up and up. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So I just want to go back a little bit. So um, just, for example, just say you're absolutely new to business. You have no idea what you're doing. You're you're kind of in the side hustle phase at the moment. You were talking about validating your offer and creating a sales funnel. For somebody who has no idea what the fuck that is, can you explain yeah. how do you validate an offer? What You know what I mean? And what is a sales funnel and things like that, just basic stuff. Yeah, so basically um, your offer is what you present to market and you have to ensure that what you're offering is a transformation from your clients or customers' pillow problems or pain points to the desired lifestyle or solving their problem um, and if you're if you're not doing that and presenting that in a way that resonates with your audience it won't it won't ever convert so um, unless you have some ridiculous crazy product that just solves all these issues without even having to tell people and there's no other competition in the marketplace so sign me up <laughs> yeah I know right where is that product? <laughs> so I would um, basically do a bunch of research, psychographic research on your audience and find out what those pain points are. And it's not just the problem might be their Facebook ads aren't working, but you've got to get to the, the, the basis of what the problem actually is and just keep asking, but why? But why, um, what, why is that an issue? Because I'm trying to scale my business, but why are you trying to scale my business? Because uh, I don't want to go back to corporate, but why don't you want to go back to corporate? Um, because I want yeah. to be at home with my kids or I want to have more freedom in my life. So you've got to get to the very base of what the actual issue is so that you can take them from that point to the transformation of what they want, which may be a particular lifestyle or you solving a particular issue, like giving them more time or giving them more money. or um, And you have to make sure that transformation resonates with them in order for your offer to convert. So. Yeah. Um, so that's basically your sales offer. Your funnel is the journey that your customer takes in order from becoming cold and not knowing you at all, all the way to becoming hot. 
So in Facebook ads, we may see some people go straight from not knowing you to buying if the product is compelling and not that expensive. It would generally have to be under around $200 for someone to buy on the spot without ever hearing of you or knowing of you. Um, But, yeah, basically we want to know the journey that someone takes from not knowing us to converting Um, and then just make sure that each point in that journey that we are basically giving them the touch points that they want and nurturing them to from cold to warm to hot so that they basically convert. And, you know, sometimes that journey is a lot easier if the product is under $200. Um, we may not need them in an email, email nurture stream, but once the products start getting above that price, you will need to get them into a nurture stream or some other form of nurture yeah. to um, to warm them up because people generally aren't buying above that on the spot and they need some time to think about it and understand the features and benefits of what you're offering yeah that's really true um we're saying like when people buy a product without um knowing the 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 company first and it's so funny you say that because uh two days ago i purchased something for for josh um that i had never even heard his company before but the ad was so like incredible the comments were basically all the social proof was basically testimonials and like saying how good the product was and why we thought it was so good and there was a lot of before and afters it was so like holy crap this is amazing that I bought it so like 60 dollars later (laughs) yeah exactly and it's under that amount so you're like feel like okay to spend that much and yeah you mentioned having social proof and like reviews etc on the website and the trust factors on your website, particularly with like some, you know, e-commerce and I mean, even actually with service based because you're spending more generally, but those, that social proof and those trust factors are so important in helping getting people to convert because people care more about what others are saying about your, about your product or service than what you are because they're going to trust that and look for like a yeah. common pattern. So yeah, great, great point there. So true. Okay. So We've talked about what makes a successful campaign on Facebook. So how much should somebody budget then for a campaign? Oh, this is a good question and this is different for everybody. (laughs) But, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say spend like $2 because that's not going to get you anywhere. Like if we go back to the psychology of what to spend on Facebook ads, let's um, spend a little bit of time there before we talk about the financial investment. Basically, you should... Um, not spend more than you can afford. You don't want to jeopardize your financial position yeah. uh, for Facebook ads and basically feel like you're gambling away money to the Facebook ads cash cow. Um, you also don't want to spend a little amount either that do- that you don't care about because if you spend something that doesn't mean anything to you, you won't spend the time actually investing in the ads and changing the copy and changing the creative and optimizing your ads to a point where they're successful. So yeah. that would be kind of like my, I guess, psychological thoughts on it and like you've got everything's risk versus reward and it's definitely worth taking the risk um but understanding what you're doing and knowing how to do it right is paramount before you go wasting money again unless you have this ridiculously compelling offer (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah in terms of budgeted people like are just like give me a number i generally say like 20 to 30 dollars um per campaign but you know it's it's different for everybody and if you go to my Instagram, um, you will see basically how I show you how to work out what your budget should be. Like it will be difficult for me to explain it here just because um, there's so many, there's numbers involved and you'll need yeah. to see it kind of clearly laid out in writing. 
Um, but yeah, so if you go to my Instagram, um, yeah, we'll definitely link your Instagram that way. Um, people can find that information. So, you know, there's a budget between 20 and $30 per campaign. That's per day, right? Yes. Per day. And I mean, it's usually per campaign, but the thing is, if you have a small audience, it's, you're probably going to need much more money to pour into like your top of funnel because, if nobody yet knows about you and you've only got a 2% conversion rate, you can do the maths easily in your head. Like you're going to need to pour thousands of people into the top of your funnel and yeah. use an objective um, to make people aware of your brand in a fast and quick and efficient manner. Yeah. Okay. So what are the benefits then of paid advertising? Um, the main benefit that everybody basically, uh, or the main reason why everybody uses paid advertising is basically it supercharges your growth. So if you're just using organic, it's an extremely slow process to build your audience. In saying that, organic has some of its own benefits. Like you generally have a much warmer audience when people come to you organically, but paid advertising by far will supercharge your growth and get you to where you want to be in my, like, I guess, I don't know, a 10th, a 20th, a 30th of the time that organic will, probably even more than that. Wow, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yes, it is. So, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you're right. That's fine. (laughs) I was just going to say, so I remember you mentioning um, on your Instagram, you're talking about um, organic growth versus um, paid advertising. So obviously there's there's no one better than the other because there's obviously benefits in both, but your preference is paid, Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you definitely need like a combination of both, but it, I guess it depends where you are in your business journey. When you're starting out, you, it's you, it's difficult because you do need your audience, like an, an audience growth, but you often don't have the budget. So yeah. I, I would always say start out with um, some kind of organic strategy, um, whether, you know, you get on your socials and then have one mainstream of content, whether it be like a blog or a podcast or something like that. But yeah. then um, when you can afford it, go into paid advertising um, and, you know, sometimes it's good to have do the organic to start with because you get a bit of an understanding of your audience and then you can use that data to invest into your Facebook ads. So, yeah, that's really true. Yeah. yeah. I was also going to say we were talking about, like, campaigns and stuff. So if you were a, a very new business with a kind of a not so, so much of a big budget, would you suggest, like, a, a campaign purely just for traffic to go to your website just to build that awareness, to build that audience up? Well, I mean, it, it depends. It depends what your final objective is and it, and it depends yeah. on so many factors. Like it depends on if you're a service-based business or okay. if you're an um, e-commerce business and it also depends on if your product is, say, under $200 versus over $200. If you purely just want people to go to your website to view some kind of information or blog, then I would use a traffic objective. But if you're looking at collecting leads, I would definitely more go for a conversion or lead gen objective because – it's getting harder and harder to retarget people now that um, I, Apple iOS have brought in their privacy um, and opt-in and opt-outs. So, yeah. you know, using funnel objectives, unless they're on like on the Facebook app and we can collect the data on Facebook, is getting harder and harder. As soon as you take people off your website, it's getting harder and harder to track them if they use an Apple device. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's a big question and hard to answer. But, yeah, sure enough. Yeah, um, I would, it's not necessarily my uh, objective of choice. 
Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So we literally just touched on um, Apple, which is what I wanted to ask you. So we hear a lot about these Apple iOS changes. So what does this actually mean? So basically, um, Apple gave their users the opportunity to opt in or opt out of their data being collected. Now, this has huge ramifications for people that use like um, paid advertising, like Facebook ads, because basically we're getting blocked from the actions that people are taking on our website, which means we then can't go and create custom audiences of, say, people that have been on our website because we can't see that we can't collect that data anymore and we can't optimize our ads to perform best because we don't have access to the data that we used to have. And we also, and then, you know, we can't, yeah, we just can't um, run our ads in the way that we used to run them and we, we don't get the same reporting that we used to get on them. So we can't yeah. reuse that data to then, um, I guess, fix our ads and create even better ones. So um, it's not that the sales aren't still necessarily coming in. It's just that often there's a reporting discrepancy as well. So I would definitely recommend integrating third-party integrations like um, Google uh, Google Analytics to see what, what the source of some of your conversions or lead gen is um, through goals because it's just, yeah, you just need that extra layer of data now that we're getting blocked from yeah. what Apple's doing. So does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It's just, it's like, you, like it's, I feel like it's um, a double-edged sword because it's like on one end you're like, you totally understand why people want to protect their data and their privacy and things like that. I get it. But then on the other hand, you're like, but, you know, we could personalise your ads. You can see what you want to see. You don't have to see shit that you don't want to, like, look at on your feed, on your news feed. You can, you know, if you're buying this and we can retarget you and find that. And, like, there's just so much, like, there's so many positive things I feel personally by keeping that data on. You know, I personally said yes. I said yes, please, keep it on because if I'm going to see an ad, I want to see an ad that will actually target me and not something stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm in paid advertising. But, yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> People realise, like, there's actually, a, like, some benefits to it and, you know, yeah. they're probably getting tracked at all different places for all different things. And, um, yeah, there's – how many times have you, you know, been to a website and then, like, within moments got a discount code? Like, how good is that? You know, and people yeah. are taking those – not taking it for granted, but there's a lot of great things that do come from it. And, you know, we can, as marketers, create bigger and better things by having that data. But, again, I'm, I'm with you. I understand that people do want to have their privacy. Um, Maybe it's an education piece, Nikki. Maybe it's the fact that people don't really understand the pros and cons of it. And so they just see, do you want Facebook to have your data? And they're going to go, oh, no, I don't want that. So they take it away straight away without knowing what they're actually collecting from you anyway. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, it's true. And, you know, people say, I don't want this data. I don't want that data out there. But then they're putting up all these videos and images and things that people can access all over the world, you know. So, yeah. I mean, Look, okay, my belief right. is the moment you own a smartphone, you're giving away your data anyway. You oh, know, because you've got to accept all that shit just by turning the phone on. Well, that's exactly right. And how many times do we just go accept cookies without even reading what yep. they're asking? So we're actually accepting things every day without reading it, but then turning our um, privacy off on those other things. So you're probably right. It is education around all of those things because I guess I know when the um, privacy 
you know, the iOS update happened, everyone was posting, you know, this is how you turn it off. But, yeah, um, you're right. Mm. We all were a bit more educated about it than it made yeah. different. So, yeah. And you just talk about cookies. Um, yeah. I accept cookies without even reading it. So <laughs> are Facebook ads cost-changing with this whole cookie thing? Yeah, well, um, we don't actually know yet. We'll have to wait for the next kind of few reports to come out from Facebook on their um, on their earnings. But mm. um, I think, in my opinion, I think we like unless we see some drastic changes from Facebook, and you know, there's a big update coming at the end of um, this month, so that could change things. And you know, Facebook do have the most intelligent people working for them, so they could find workarounds and. We are honestly always looking for new ways of doing things and optimising people's ads, even within the Facebook app itself. But I think if we don't find a workaround um, via our websites um, with cookies and, you know, and with there's a lot of browsers that are looking to remove cookies um, mm. at the start of next year. If we don't find a workaround, there'll be a lot of people scared off from running Facebook ads because they may be fearful about the changes and not knowing how to implement their ads properly so they don't want to waste money. And basically yeah. Facebook works off an auction. So if there's less demand, then the supply costs will go down. So at the moment, um, I guess the demand's really high. And even like in the last few years, we've seen the demand go up, which means the supply becomes more minimal and that pushes the, the pricing up. But yeah. yeah, as people start pulling out because of fear or like um, just being unsure of, how to approach their ads, we may see a drop in those in the next, you know, six months to a year. Wow. And um, you were talking about, like, things that kind of block the cookies. So I actually have – so I've got two computers. I have a Mac and I have a PC. My PC runs a browser that blocks all that kind of stuff automatically for me, so I never actually see the cookie little thing pop up. But then when I'm on my Mac, it comes up all the time and I just go, yep, accept, 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 whatever, just get out of my face. I just want to see the ad. Like I want to see the, the website. So Yeah, yeah, it's true. People are like turning that um, settings off but then they're saying yes, yes, yes without even reading. Like they're happy. Mm. They're not like they're just, I guess, listening to what everybody else is saying about what to do but not really thinking, you know, what they're doing on a daily basis that could be impacting their privacy. I guess it's just a, it's a matter of, you know, you, when you're scrolling Instagram or you're scrolling Facebook and you just see bits and pieces of information without seeing the whole story and you're making up your mind based on two half-truths, you know what I mean, as yeah. opposed to the whole fact. It's true. Like, yeah, we should always kind of maybe find both sides of a story and then maybe settle somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, so the last question I'm going to extend your way is what is your favourite campaign objective and why? Oh, this is a really good one. Um, oh, before I get to that, can I just quickly tell sure. people that they should, a few things that they should do to counteract the Apple iOS changes? Yeah, 100%. Um, so just quickly, make sure you verify your domain um, in your business manager. Make sure you choose your eight um, conversion events for Apple in your events manager section of your business manager. Um, focus as much as you can on getting the emails of clients and customers because you just don't know when um, things are going to change and you may not have access to certain customers anymore or certain data. If yeah. you have um, a developer or if you're on like an easy platform like Shopify, I would implement the conversions API setup. So basically that allows server-side tracking instead of browser tracking, which means you'll get a hell of a lot more information from, um, from what you're doing. Yeah. And I would integrate third-party um, things like Google Analytics too because sometimes it's just a reporting discrepancy 
you are getting sales from Facebook ads. They're just not coming into the ads manager. So yeah. my kind of top tips, if you need help on any of those, just go to my Instagram at miss underscore in marketing and I'm going through all that stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And anyway, sorry, back to that question. It was such a good question. No, that's okay. No, that's okay because I was, I was actually listening to it. I was like, oh, wow, I actually didn't know a lot of that stuff myself. So that was good to know. Yeah, great. No, because all those things will help you, um, yeah, just help you with your with the Apple changes and getting the data that you need as much as you can. So, um, so drum roll, my favourite conversion, <laughs> damn it, my favourite objective is the conversion objective. And I would say that I probably <laughs> use this like 90% of the time. Um, well, maybe that's a bit inflated, but not really. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we all want leads or we all want sales. So why yeah. wouldn't we be using that objective? Um, yeah. So so true. <laughs> all else fails, use the conversion objective. That's that's my yeah. that's my top tip. So if you get it, if you get into the back end, you're like, what do I do? What did Nikki say? Just go straight for conversion. <laughs> if you're looking and you have no idea, just go for conversion. That's <laughs> so funny. So I mean, you could go if it's under two hundred dollars, just go straight for a conversion ad and see if it'll work. I know this. Yeah. Is so I know this defies the laws of what everyone teaches with funnels, but like literally I've seen so much success with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you're a, a like a service-based business or over $200, your product's over $200, then go for maybe, you could still do conversions, but um, go for the leads as that's what you're converting. You're, you know, you want the conversion to be a lead. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. All right. Is there anything else you want to throw people's way before we wrap up? No, I think I've covered off um, pretty much all of it. But, yeah, if you have any questions or want more information, yeah, just just send me a DM in my Instagram. Nikki's always happy to help. I bug her all the time in my Facebook ads questions. So <laughs> she's very, very generous. She's very, very knowledgeable. And I would definitely recommend her for teaching you how to do your ads properly she has that amazing course um and if you wanted to manage it for you she does that as well so i oh, would definitely you. recommend nikki oh thank you so much yeah so i was doing a lot of training and lately i've been getting a lot of people asking for coaching so i may even look at doing a mastermind because that would be easier for everybody but yeah i'm yeah. doing a lot more um coaching lately because you know people just need one hour guidance or two hours guidance um, as they're setting up yeah. their ads. So, yeah, happy to help with any of those areas. And, <laughs> and thank you so much for today. I had such a great time. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Nikki. Um, we'll speak to you very soon. And, you guys, I'm going to put all her details in the comments. So um, if you need to access Nikki, you know where to go. But otherwise, until next week, I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Bye. Bye.